10th episode of Sometimes Heroes. My name is James, and I'll be your Game Master. Let's introduce our players. I'm Mark, and I will be playing Gish, a shield-bearer. Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm playing Sten, the half-orc barbarian. I'm playing Eden, the human sorcerer who is occasionally, or I should, should I say sometimes, badass. I am Amanda. I am playing an angsty dwarven bard. Bird. Last time on Sometimes Heroes, one of our heroes, unfortunately, was a mind-controlled, killed a dude, and disappeared in flame, leaving the party in a somewhat compromising position. Also, there was a bear with trees in it. Yeah, man. That was notable. Also, also I showed up with my flutes and my tooting. Indeed, the musical ability of our party has increased significantly. Also, there is a 25% chance of being a band now. (laughs) (laughs) Save, save, save versus pop band. Yes, yes. I'm going to try to recruit you guys into a band. Just be prepared. What what can you guys play? I feel like Sten would be good on the drums. I think I'm natural drums. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I always thought uh, Gij would be drums. No, I, th- mm. I think Molly. I don't think Stan really has the finesse for anything but drums. <laughs> Maybe bass. I, I guess I bass. Yeah, bass. I was gonna say bass. Yeah, okay. I can I can work with that. Anyway, so you guys find yourselves in the main chamber of the Palace of Obelik. The king lies dead in front of you, headless. There is the smell of sulfur in the air, as well as yummy food and wine. The majority of the party is asleep. Some of them are dead, unfortunately. You guys can hear beyond the silence and whimpering of servants several booted feet stomping down the main hallway towards the door. You guys all probably have an action to do before they get here. You're all standing gormlessly, just looking like all of you have red hands. Okay, so mm. Sten, I'm already bleeding from multiple wounds, so I think I'm just gonna play dead because I have no idea what else to do. I feel like that's I, a I don't think I can. Idea. Look, I don't I have. Come an... and try to clean up your body. I feel like that's better than being arrested. I, I'm gonna play dead. Sten for... flops to no, the ground. Roll performance. We should, we should run away. At we only have one action. We're we... pretty yeah. messed running, up. Running away is an action. Is Eden? Is Eden saying this out loud? You know what? Sure. Because yeah, yeah you guys can be having a short conversation. I I, oh, sorry. Advantage. Advantage. I didn't do advantage. That doesn't count. I like. I like to think that after a seven. <laughs> I like well, I think, walked into that one. I like to think that after that one elf lady used the thunder wave and me and Galena Locke got knocked over the table. I am laying on my back and I can see where the king's been beheaded and I'm just laying there thinking I don't want to get up right now. So I'm just gonna shout you can out. You spend the table. your time to have existential angst. I, I, I'm, I'm going to shout out over the table to Sten and Eden, and I'll say, are you guys okay? No. I'll, I'll, I'll live. I've, I've been through worse, but I don't know about Sten. Did they all Did they all stop moving? What? Who? Bad guys? Did the bad guys stop moving? Oh, yeah. They, they okay. stopped moving real good. Okay. So I, I don't think we should run, because where are we going to run? Outside? I mean, they know we were here, and if they come and they see we're not here, it's like it's going to be suspicious. You know, people got called in, except for me, because I didn't get So I will say, in our defense, in our defense, we may want to point to the enormous bear uh, that has walked over to the center of the room and has gouges out of it. That, it was hard to explain. It would support our our theory of some sort of druidic uh, assassination attempt. I'm going to glance over at the dwarf who helped us out, and I'll say, do you want to run, or should we just, just lay here until the guards come? That dwarf has a name, I, yo. I, she hasn't I, introduced herself yet. Rude! I know, I know she hasn't I'm just suggesting a line that she might say. I don't, even, I don't even know you guys, 
what 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 is what happened who are you why are well, they why are we though sorry i don't know if there's really time for introductions right now only because we are the only people left alive in this room and i'm freaking out because i'm thinking that if they see us here with blood all over us we're we're going to go to jail i get you yeah i think running i, I just don't I don't want to deal with jail. I just wanted. I just wanted to get paid, but that's why I was here. I don't. Real quick, let me just additionally explain what's going on. It's not as if you have no witnesses. There are people in the room who have seen what you did. There are servants who are still alive and don't seem to be mind controlled. There are also servants who were mind controlled and you did not kill them. Okay, so, so it's not, not all of not all of the servants were brutally murdered. No. What? Well, I made sure not to kill two of them before you shouted I was a pacifist. And I said, I don't do that. And I disarmed them. And <laughs> Suddenly, that seems very wise. Yeah, it's kind of an important rule. Don't kill the witnesses. You know what? If somebody's trying to kill me, I'm going to use force. I'm not saying that I would necessarily well, try to use lethal force. But I am saying that I think <laughs> that if someone's trying to kill me, I have every right to use some kind of force okay. on them I to stop them. Okay. So, should we just wait for the guards to come and tell them what happened? I mean, I'm you know playing what? dead. Fine. You guys I'm, do what you want. I'm worried about my dad anyway. He's supposedly still somewhere in this building. Um, All right. Your dad? Yes. Uh, red, red, red hair girl. So, your dad? What about your dad? Who are you? Uh, my father is the master of health. Oh. And he was supposedly supposed to be here, though I haven't seen him all night, and I have no idea if anything has happened to him or not. Bam! Okay. The doors slam open. <laughs> Oh my god, that actually literally long. scared me. I literally that was... jumped. Well, I'm still Sorry. laying. I'm still laying on the ground. So I'm Get up. this. No, what? No. Get up. Deej so, is yeah. laying next to a very sick-looking hobgoblin who is clearly poisoned but recovering slowly. The go hobgoblin diplomat Kui looks at you all with a bemused look on her face as the main doors of the building slam open. You can see Arbiter Ulrich stomping through with two paladins at his shoulders. One of them is clearly just making his first attempts at a beard, and the <laughs> other one has more wrinkles than Ulrich does. And he yells, Murder! Murder most foul! The stench of demons in the keep! Be wary! Be vigilant! Be aware! Oh, Paylor's light! The king! And he looks at you, his thunder stolen, as he was just about to announce a murder in the other part of the castle. And this room is much more dramatic than what he was going for. Who are you? Uh... Exactly, uh... I'm just with the bands, man. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what... what... Who's, yeah, I don't, I just wasn't doing anything except helping people not die. Are you announcing this loudly over this large empty room to the paladins on the other side? I don't know about loudly. I'm just trying to sort of like, I'm sort of like scared. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just with the band. I'm the help. Like just, I didn't do anything. I didn't kill anybody important. And I'm just sort of like subtly trying to say like I, I helped people instead of caused mayhem. I don't want to point out that I tooted my panpipes because I just don't want the attention. I'm not I'm not like saying it really loudly. Just hey, yeah, I I didn't do anything. Leave me alone. She tooted her panpipes, if you know what I mean. Oh uh, yes. <laughs>
after he makes this declaration and Galena starts murmuring excuses to which they fall on deaf ears and or disinterested ears, the Arbiter Ulrich sends the younger paladin to the main gate to which he opens and the younger paladin starts calling for the soldiers to enter and the room begins filling with the cardboard cutout army who are spreading out, tending to the nobles, but there is at least a shoulder-to-shoulder line across the room looking at you guys. I'm just gonna lay here. I'm just gonna lay here and stare at the ceiling. Me too, I'm at, man. I'm at seven H- I'm at seven HP. I'm hurt. Likewise. So oh you're at seven HP too? All right, well there you I go. am so indeed. I'm, I'm just gonna lay here and stare at the ceiling. Well, what for I wanna... once I have more HP than you guys after a battle. <laughs> yeah. What right? I wanna know is how does Sten look not convincingly dead? Hmm. Maybe want... I'm accidentally still well no. You want a suggestion of how you I was gonna yourself? say still holding the sword in a, in a manner that looks like I'm still alive. Or maybe I just sneeze or cough from a bunch of some of, let's say sneeze from a little bit of stray blood that comes down from a claw mark on my forehead into my nose. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just now imagined you laying, you know, stiff as a board, sarcophagus style with the sword on your chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how dead people are, right? No, I think he's, he's too experienced with dead people to do that. I, I'm going to go with the sneeze. Okay, cool. From this line of soldiers, Arbiter Ulrich steps forward and declares for you all loudly to lay down your arms. I I, cry, I call out weakly, already did it. Yeah, strictly speaking, this is not, in fact, Sten's arm to begin with, so I will, in fact, lay it down. So it is nice. My father's rich, don't arrest me. <laughs> I didn't actually say that. Do you set down your small dagger? Yes. As Hands up, don't Eden, stab. As Eden, <laughs> as Eden sets down her dagger on the nice, lush table, still piled high with yummy but poisoned food, Gish and Galena stand up from their positions against the wall and the floor, having been knocked off the table by a wave of force. They leave their weapons on the floor where they were before. Does Sten stand? Uh, I, this is I have sne- this is post sneeze. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, I will embarrass give an embarrassed look and stand. Wait, wait. Why am I standing? I don't have arms. I just have pipes and a liar right now. Gies, you are standing because if you're laying down behind the table and all the sleeping nobles at the head of it, you are in fact hiding from them. Okay, then I'm going to like you could crawl. crawl. I'm going to crawl to the wall and just like do what I can to lean against it. While I stand, can I do a performance check to make it look like I wasn't faking being dead, but was in fact really hurt and just lying there? No, you automatically pass that. You're pretty messed up. <laughs> okay, good, sweet. You, you and I are sufficiently torn up that we do not need to act. Yeah, yeah. But these men approach, you can see that some of them clearly went for clerics, and there are members of the faith pouring in, starting to look at people. As you are pulled away from the head table, you see Kui step over to the young lump of flesh and pick him up in her arms and start carrying him towards the clerics and hand him over to them. You are all marched out of the room, down the hall, into the administrative section of the building. Do you guys try to look at anything? I ask someone when I'm going to get paid. <laughs> Single-minded. Sort of I'm really impressive, glad really. thinking about the really important things. Very this isn't so. her beef. She was just here to play music. <laughs> yeah, that's her. That's her. It's not it's my not really, war. It's not our war either. Welcome to the party. I, I don't know Galena, you guys. I think Galena would be aware of how bad this looks and at the very least be annoyed with herself for being a good Samaritan. <laughs> As they were being marched down the hall, I'm going to try and scope out the situation to see if anything looks different from when I was last in here. And I guess I'll roll a perception? Yep. Okay. I rolled a 17 perception. You can see that the door to the Master of Coins room is wide open. There are two soldiers standing 
standing in it. There are many boot prints in the blood now that expand into the hallway. The body has been lifted up onto the desk where there are now many bloody papers as he is starting to drain onto the desk instead of the floor. Nothing much has changed except that you are now surrounded by soldiers. That's fine. I'm just going to keep limping down the hallway. Anybody else? I ask where they're taking us. The guard next to you says, you should be glad that they didn't just cut your head off. You can tell that he wants to make a were it higher from the ground, I would have joke, but he holds back due to the gravity of the situation. Galena sort of squints at him and she's like, why would they cut my head off? You're much too cavalier about being caught next to a dead king, dwarf. Then is certainly then is certainly impressed slash alarmed by uh, this dwarf's ability to, I guess, ignore the threat of the law. I'm going to slow my step a little bit and then try and whisper to Galena, try not to say too much. Don't give him any reason to suspect you. Galena's getting really annoyed because she doesn't even know these people. She's just like, suspect me of what? I was helping. Isn't anyone going to tell them that? Well, there might be a time for it later. Trust me, I was where you were about two days ago, so I understand. <laughs> one more thing, sorry, Gish. With the perception check, as you pass the cooks, the one that was standing next to the hallway to begin with, mm-hmm. who dropped his knife after being struck by Galena's words, is standing sort of glassy-eyed. And as you pass him, he doesn't look up at you or anything, but as you pass him, you see a tiny mushroom growing out of his hair. Okay. Uh, gross. I don't okay. like mushrooms. Yeah. Huh. You know, that means his entire body is full of mycelium. Like, he is pure fungus at that point. That's disgusting. Anyway, back to I'm sure the mushroom means absolutely nothing and is absolutely not related to the plot. At the very least, it means he needs to take a bath, but anyway. Indeed. So, you find yourselves in the Master Arbiter's office. The soldiers around you sit you down at some, you know, nice comfy seats, but they try to do it in a way that roughs you up anyway, but you end up sinking into the seats. It seems to have lost some of its intimidating effect as you Mm -hmm. sink into the plush kind of nice really it would feel much better if you weren't wounded well yeah but you take what you can get when you've got bleeding bear claw fake bear claw wounds i mean sten you could probably take a nap now if you wanted it would probably be really short but the soldiers have removed your bags and are tearing through them one of the first things they find is a bloody outfit from Gij's backpack Mm -hmm. to which ulrich simply points at it and raises an eyebrow at Gij and says this is my fault. I wasn't so, so lax in my duties. I saw you not five minutes after the murder, and here you are, having killed the king as well. Give me a reason why I shouldn't have you all beheaded. Well, I think there's some sort of mistake here. I think this is a misunderstanding. Gage definitely did not kill the king, and neither did any of us. That I can promise you. And we have many witnesses who can confirm. Definitely. I like the king. He seemed nice. Would definitely not kill that man. <laughs> This is going to expedite the situation and not make you guys explain everything again. You're going to have to prove your innocence. I've set up a very simple system for your trial witnesses and argument format. You have the PDF I sent you, right? Do I? JK, skills challenge. You guys are going to try to prove your innocence. It's not going to be hard to prove that you didn't do it because a lot of people saw that you didn't do it. They're just blowing hot air right now because this guy specifically did not see anything. So proving yourselves innocent of the actual deed is very easy. Proving that you were not connected to it at all, except in an attempt to stop it, is a little harder. And then if you want to push at the end, you can try to extricate your father as well with the evidence you have gathered. Yay, legal proceedings! We are going to start with Eden, since she is the one breaking down the yo, we did not do this, with a persuasion check, because that is the first thing you tried to do. We're going to flow into this naturally. Oh, natural. Splendid. I rolled a 13. And that just barely passes. Whew. 
Alright, so the rest of the skills challenge is going to be basically the rest of the night. They are going to be investigating things. You are going to be under supervision and under heavy guard the entire time, but you will have access to things. It's assuming that you have the clout and evidence that they realize that something is up and are willing to listen to you. This feels like a Phoenix Wright game. We have to prove our innocence. Definitely. Objection! So the next is Geesh. What am I offering? Some sort of explanation for what happened? Or do, I, mean, do I don't I know. Are you anything. Over? Uh, Anything that points to you not kill King, I think. Okay. I explained to him, or I'll try and do it in character. We didn't kill the King. The hooded man that we were with seemed to be enchanted, and he seemed to have done it. The one I was leaning against who found me uh, when I was unwell. Some cooks had stormed out of the kitchen, and we had done what we did what we could. I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah, what? You don't have to explain, like, actually go down and explain everything you do. Because Eden just did that. Oh, Eden okay. just did a persuade check that's like, yo, we didn't do it. Okay. Like this other guy did. It wasn't us. People saw. Go ask him. They went and asked him. So mm-hmm. now it's your turn. What are you going to bring to the table to... You need to be going around and sleuthing for this. So are we still sitting in the office or what? Like I said, you are going to have free reign of the keep. But just assume that you always have 10 burly guards standing around eyeballing you. Okay. I go to the main hall. I start talking to the people I helped. The the two cook staff that I disarmed and knocked unconscious. Mm-hmm. And I think the, you said it was a dwarf merchant that was sitting next to Kui. And, it and was I, a hobgoblin merchant. A hobgoblin merchant. And I go to see if he's okay. Because I figure some, as she said, witnesses will really help us out. Okay. Are you doing a medicine check to try to figure out if they're okay? Or are you performancing to be like, hey, look, guards, look how tender and caring I am. Oh, right, right. Or are we're you doing, doing a persuade check. to get them to, like, say nice things about you? Right, we're doing Which skill are you using? Sorry. Hmm. I don't know. I I've really like been... that angle. All three I... of those work. I've never been in a non-physical skill check scenario like this. Deal with it. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm just I'm just stating my, my, my being unused to this. I guess I, I'll see if I can't convince those people to say, to give their case that, you know, I actually was not killing anyone. I was actually trying to help. So that would be... So you're dropping a persuasion? Yeah, I'll do persuasion. All right, I rolled a 22 on persuasion. It is extremely easy to get these people to be on your side. Great. The two cook staff that you disarmed and then bopped, when they come to, they very glassily eyed at you. Yeah, he saved us. And then they immediately confessed to attacking you simply because they were mad. And then they just sort of sway in place. Can I ask them some questions as as they give their case? Yes, but afterwards. Okay. The Hobgoblin Merchant, when he comes to, says that he very vaguely remembers your face among the people who were pumping his stomach, Mm -hmm. but immediately conks out again afterwards. And I also make sure to add that the Bard was assisting me when we were trying to help him. Speaking of which, introduce yourself, Galena. At this time, you guys would have had a moment to collaborate. Introduce myself? Yep. That way nobody has to say the dwarf bard. They can just say Glenna. Oh. <clears throat> Who am I standing with right now? Because Gies just left. This is not strictly linear, time-wise. Okay. Like, you can no. do things before Gies went over there and talked to those people. You can do things at the end of the night. You can do things in the morning. Like, this, this time is happening relative. So you can be with everybody still in the office at, right after Eden's, yo, we did not do this. Okay. I just turn to them and I say, what's going on? Who are you guys? Why? Why? I, I'm asking them because I'm not, I'm not the kind of person who will like straight up introduce myself to people. Well, Can we a, respond? who are you guys makes sense, but a why did you try to stop these things from killing people is, seems a yeah. little... Yeah, so 
her father is involved in this? She points to Eden. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. There are rumors that he is, but I know, I know that he's innocent. How do you know that? Because it's a very, very long story, but based on all of the ridiculous, crazy things we have found over the last few days, I know that somebody else is behind this. So you trust your father? Of course I do. Oh, okay. If I could speak up, I don't particularly trust your father. I don't know him. But we have indeed found a number of crazy things that make it very obvious that there's some sort of setup and staged events going on here. Elves that aren't really from the Elven Kingdom, all sorts of stuff. It's, it's, there's a setup going on here. She's right. Believe me, based on all of the ridiculous, crazy things we have seen over the past few days, I know that my father is innocent and that this is a setup. And if we're going to have to sit here and stare at each other for a while, I we may as well at least try to explain it so that you know what we're talking about. So then we give her the rundown and then I shake her hand, or at least I hold my hand out. I don't know if she'll take it. And I'll say, I'm, I'm Gige. I, I helped you save the hobgoblin who was poisoned. Mm. Thanks for that. I'm, my name is Galena. I'm Sten. Nice to meet you. I'm Eden. The weirdo in the mask is, uh, is Gage. I already introduced um, myself. Why are you throwing harsh, shade? Harsh. Throwing the, shade on me. I'm kidding. Wow. All right, guys. So you've introduced so yourselves. We can go on with our fun times. Gage, you've spoken with these uh, glassy-eyed witnesses and previously seriously poisoned witness. Now it is up to Sten to do something. The guards stay ever vigilant with you, with hands on weapons, looking nervously between each other. Hey. Can I relate something to Sten as he starts to look around for stuff? You guys can help each other out of character. I, mean, I, I, because I pretty this much is a know what I'm going to show them. Action. Well, I'll tell the rest of the group, you know, when we were walking to the offices, one of the cook staff had a mushroom on his head. I'm thinking maybe it's some sort of forest magic like we saw with the bear. What if he's cool, actually a plant person and he's actually somehow in on this? All right, so I'm going to tell the guard and lead him over to the, the room where the slaughter occurred and show him the assorted claw marks all over my body that nearly killed me and point to the bear that has a number of sword marks in it, cuts and, and various vegetation growing out of it, and explain to him I was clearly fighting this thing, this unnatural thing that was summoned in here to kill people. I Do you act it out? Yes, I will I act out my battle with the bear, yes. I want this to be performance so bad. <laughs> oh no, I, yeah, yeah, yes, I will act out, I will, I will, yes, that sounds excellent. I will act out the, the scene, the bear ferociously breaking free of its restraints. I guess a fake bear has restraints, let's just say it does. Anyway, here goes my, my performance. Oh, that was with advantage. Oh my god. Let's just say that was with advantage. <laughs> oh, it was a 16, we'll ignore the, the advantage roll that had my best roll be a 5. You know what, I'll let that slide. Hey, we've done it before. <laughs> That's been the standard, to be fair. And I, and yes, yeah, yes. He fought you, a bear, have... okay? He clicked the wrong one. Give the right. man a break. With advantage, he rolled a two and a five. But yes, we have established before that if you roll the wrong kind, you have just have to re-roll. So Sten gets a 16 on performance. He stands on the pedestal where this taxidermied bear was previously. His hands outstretched in menacing bear pose. The guards around him look nervously and he starts to twitch one finger dramatically, moving, looking at each of them in the eyes. <laughs> can, can, if, if I can, I'm also there and I point out that the bear started moving to recreate the scene. I'm helping him out. What? <laughs> I got this, man. I got this. <laughs> I, I was there when it happened. Okay, so go on. 
Mid-interrogation, Gage yells from across the room, Oh my god, the bear, it's moving! It just adds drama to the scene. We're selling it, we're selling it! Mid the first few lurching steps, you describe how the soldier who was killed by the taxidermied bear fought it bravely, even though he didn't really. But the yeah, soldiers well around give you the some... nod appreciatively. Then you describe how you cut the giant rent in it, and by the end they've all relaxed a little bit. Then you describe how you killed the druid, and they all, at the end, are sort of completely relaxed and nodding. And one of them is, you know, good thing you were there. I don't know what would have happened otherwise. I mean, it's bad enough as it is, but you probably saved some lives today. Yeah, and inwardly, Sen is thinking it actually went about as bad as it could have gone, considering the king is dead. But he'll, he'll, he'll agree with them, outwardly. Yes, I did what I could. Thank you. All right, so, Galena. I guess the first thing Galena wants to do is get a hold of all of her items that she stored before she was performing because she doesn't, she just kind of wants to leave. She doesn't really, she's a bit wigged out and she just wants to get out and get a job that will actually pay her. So she asks the guard nearest to her, can you please take me to the locker room or whatever it is that the musicians put their stuff before they were performing. All that stuff probably would have been left outside the servant's door where the little staging area is. The guards very clearly tell you, no, we're not going to let you get your stuff so you can leave. I don't think you understand the situation you're in. Right, so what do you want to know from me? What do you need me to do? Um, Pick this up narratively. There are a bunch of things that Galena can do because she's been informed of the situation. Yeah, I'm asking, um, Galena is asking the guard. The guard looks at you and, I don't know. I'm just here to watch you and make sure you don't try to run away. Okay. Uh, you think I'm going to help you? Help, well, help me find out who killed the king? Why not? According to the witnesses, it was one of your compatriots. No, none of my compatriots killed the king. I'm, I mean, I don't really know them well, but from everything I saw, none of those three people killed... He not ran even... away and left you behind. It doesn't erase your guilt. Oh, that guy. I don't know who that is. Yeah, real funny. We'll buy that. I'm... I'm not joking, I was just in the band, I just met these people. Okay, so I feel like Galena should roll something, convince them that she doesn't know these people and she's not associated with them. Let me see, what should she roll? For narrative's sake, I'm going to request that you don't do that. Oh, why? Because (laughs) I would like you guys to be in a party, because if you do succeed in convincing them that like, oh yeah, I totally don't know these people. Then you're just on your own, and that is the opposite of what we want from the D&Ds. Yeah, I mean... They have very clearly grouped you. They think you were just the sleeper agent in the band. Okay. We can say that you've tried a million different ways to get them to disassociate you, but the fact that you involved yourself is damning in their eyes. I have a question. Right. Are her bandmates dead? Nope. They are asleep. Asleep. Okay, so she sighs, frustrated, and asks to be taken to the injured. Okay, there are several. So will the guard will the guard take her there? Yeah, you've got, like I said, you guys have relatively free reign inside the keep. They just always guards. And it's not just a guard, except, it's like five or six. Except to get my stuff, like my loot. That's outside. She goes to look at the injured, and she kind of looks around to make sure that the people that she was hanging out with don't really notice her. And I guess the guard that was given her lip, whoever that was, well, what's what's his name? Does he have a name? Do you want to name him? Can I name him Herman? Herman, the guard. Oh, Herman. Didn't think so, uh, you some lip. So, Herman, <laughs> how long have you been a guard? You mean a soldier of the 1st Regiment? Y- yeah. Three years. Yeah. Three? Wow. That's. I've served under Lord Commander Primrose. 
Primrose, that sounds scary. That sort of confidence has lured many to their deaths. Guy has a really good sword, for what it's worth. <laughs> that wasn't the devil on... I'm just going to leave that be. <laughs> Is he, was he poking fun at like my cockiness? I, I couldn't tell. Everybody knows that it's kind of a froofy name, but <laughs> at least he seems, you don't have to roll insight or anything, but it's, he seems to be convinced that he is a badass commander. All right, and Galena's um, looking over the injured while she's talking to him. So what do you think happened here, uh, Herman? Before this goes much longer, I want to know what you're trying to accomplish so I can kind of guide you because we've been wandering for a while now. I want him to not think that I don't that want to play with you. I want him to think that I'm not a killer and that I'm not involved in killing the king. And you're doing this by just talking, I guess. You you've also got to remember that you are chatting with, you know, rando guard number 5, not the people who actually make decisions. Okay. And while you might start a grassroots thing, it probably won't spread in time to save your head. Okay, well, let's see. I don't really know, since my character is just kind of new to everything, she doesn't She doesn't really know who's well, important. Okay. Try not to think about that, and try to remember that Eden and Stan and Guiche brought you up to speed. Because this okay. is taking place over an, over an entire night. This is like eight hours long. And so they've brought you up to speed that there's this crazy lycanthropy thing going on, there's this conspiracy oh, that they don't okay. quite understand how it's going down, but it's real serious, there's lots of like mind control and bad stuff going on. So there are lots of things you can do to port their case, which I don't know if I might be doing a bad job of it, but I'm trying to make it clear that that's the only way to help yourself in this situation. In that case, after I, I look, um, okay, so... I, I guess I look over the injured, I don't really explain why. I just want to make sure that they're all healed enough that they'll be fine. And then I go over You don't Molly. think Elena would be interested in the injured people with mushrooms growing out of their hair? Oh shit, I forgot about that. Um, that's, that's what I was going um, to see. Okay, alright, so I will look into that. Yeah, I thought that, I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking. I was just like, haha, that's funny. <laughs> just threw that out of my head. Okay, yeah. Okay, I well want... let's go with, we are talking with Herman, and you're looking over the people. Whoa, Herman, have you seen these people with the mushrooms on their heads? What? Mushrooms? Yeah, look, look at this. You don't fool me with the, whoa, mushrooms. That's, that doesn't seem sanitary. These were cooks. No, uh... <laughs> Priorities, Herman. Maybe they're just really, really messy cooks. Who knows? So do you want to roll a medicine check to see what's up with those mushrooms? I just, I just did. Amanda rolls a 13 for medicine. Again, just barely passing. You find what? that these are, in fact, growing out of the skull and just now peeking out of the hair, they're growing very rapidly. They are myconid spores, which make people very suggestible, and will in fact kill and consume them if left on their skin. But you, as a knowledgeable person in medication, know that if you expose these to light for an extended period of time, they will die of exposure. Okay, so like sunlight or any light? Sunlight, preferably. Is it sunny out right now? It is the middle of the night. But you know the fools in this city worship the sun. You, you might get a priest to, in here to make some sunlight. Okay, so after I, I inspect the mushroom and I figure out what's going on, I turn to Herman and I say, Herman, we need to find a priest of Pelor who can cast a spell to create sunlight and expose these people immediately or else they'll die. That is the first sensible thing you've said tonight. He oh, leaves Herman. you with the other four guards. 
and runs off getting a priest who returns shortly and they sort of stack up the four cooks and begin radiating sunlight in their general direction. I, I wash my hands a lot. Good idea. <laughs> All right, so you've gotten past the point where you guys aren't going to be culpable anymore. Let's oh, get up with Eden. They no longer think you did it. They know it was Gray Fox. They know something's up, but they don't know what. They still think you might be connected to it somehow. I'd just like to point but, out they know I fought a giant bear like a badass. They also know that. Yeah, they they kind of liked it. Wait, did, did Sten go? <laughs> did Sten get a turn? Yeah, I told him about the bear. I acted it out. It was oh, awesome. Oh gosh, oh my gosh, yeah, the performance thing. Sorry. sorry. How, how could you it. forget? I know, it's so sublime that really you incorporate it into your clearly, very being. Clearly, Eden is not an appreciator of the performing arts. Well, I really thought maybe, it was a dream of mine. <laughs> oh, call back to an email. super drunk from all of the wine okay, that was served okay. at the party. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, the one idea that I have, I want to tell Master Arbiter that I think I have an idea of someone who might be connected to this, if not completely responsible for it, and I think you might want to see if you know where the Master of Coins' wife is. Okay, yeah, that's a solid angle. Where, where are you pointing? Well, I know he has an office in this building, otherwise... I'm not sure where she would be unless it's at home. I'm just saying I think you should try to find her because I have a sneaking suspicion that she's going to be missing. Do you want to make that a persuasion check? Sure. Okay, roll it. 24. Oh, dang. It's always the spouse. So Eden goes to Arbiter Ulrich at his desk, his dour face lit by flickering candlelight, and says, Chief, you gotta know. It's always the wife. You gotta look for her, man. You gotta let me. You gotta let me go. And he's like, no, you're a loose cannon. Give me your gun and your badge. Uh, <laughs> James, that's, that's the wrong genre. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, he looks at you and says there were several people who I initially discounted as hysterical at the time that the known criminal Isidore Endicott turned into the Countess in the last moments. It does seem odd that she is nowhere to be found. She is on the list as having showed up, and she is not in the keep, nor at home. We'll take this into account. You've cast Excellent. some suspicion on the Countess. Excellent. All right. It is Eden's turn. Just so you know, Eden's dad is available now. He was being held in his office by two guards. Okay. Hmm. It's up to Can Eden if she wants to make herself known to him. Okay, okay. I would say um, at this point, that's fine. <laughs> but we're still trying to do the skills check, right? So we can't stop and like talk to various parties, various people at this party, former party. You can make that part of the skill check. So after Eden explains his wife might have done it, I'll ask her, why do you think she did it? Yeah, that was kind of out. Well, no, not out of character knowledge. Because even you, Gij, saw Isidore Endicott's face melt into mm -hmm. the Countess. Well, you're right. I guess Gij didn't know who she was. Yeah, I'd never met her before. Right. And so I'm going to ask Eden, why do you think it was his wife? Was was that the lady who was with Grey Fox before she disappeared in the fire? Yes, I, I guess it makes sense that maybe some of you wouldn't recognize her, but I know that the woman that he became is the Master of Coins' wife. I am absolutely sure of it. Okay, so she has magic? I never knew of her to have any sort of magical powers, but she she's not a lady that 
many of us know that much about. She's always been kind of enveloped in some kind what? of scandal or another. Would your dad know more about her? Most likely, yes. Okay, I would like to go ask her dad some questions, and then I'll give my case of what I think happened to Ulrich. Is that cool? Sure. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do is I'm going to set up a deception and say that his wife seemed to have enchanted him and attacked me in his office. And in self-defense, I had to kill him. But I'm going to speak to her father first to see if he has any information that will corroborate this lie. I'm confused at how this is going to help you, but okay. Well, this explains what happened to Master Coin, And this further supports the idea that she's behind this. I'm going to go speak to Eden's father. So Gish steps into the Master of Health's office, flanked by several guards. The patriarch of the Milan family looks up from his desk, where he sits, clearly annoyed and uncomfortable, and says, What is this, a joke? Who is this? He's been brought back? Where is my daughter? So he doesn't remember me, or he does remember me? He definitely remembers you. Okay. Do I lie now? Jeez, I don't know. That's not what I'm here to talk to you about. Great. Another interrogator. No, no, no. The Master of Coin has been slain. And, what? And I think, oh. I think uh, it's related to your situation with why they're holding you under guard. What can you tell me about his wife? He was... Did she have magic? What could she do? I don't believe she had any magic. I was going to say she was liberal. What do you mean liberal? With her affections. Oh. She was a Bernie Sanders fan. <laughs> Molly, please. Um, some hours ago, we saw her explode into flames and disappear after apparently enchanting someone. That is disturbing news. So she murdered the Count? Yes, you could say that. He looks pretty upset about it. I'm sorry to have to tell you this way. Well, since he didn't give me any information I actually needed, I guess I'm going to go to Ulrich and... Drop that phony business on him? Yeah, I'm going to try the deception, even though I think it's a terrible idea and probably shouldn't do it. Um, do it. I, I show him the bloodied clothes, and I say, I was wearing these when the Countess enchanted the Master of Coin and attacked me. That note you saw, I had left. The man I leaned against, he thought I was drunk, but I was actually wounded. And now I'm going to roll deception to see how effective that is in before I get thrown in jail. Oh, it's a five. His eyes glow as you're saying it, and you can see the other two paladins that have been along his sides form a sort of triangle around you. You see... Oh, can actually, I never mind. No, not at all. Gish actually doesn't see anything. <laughs> oh, okay, because, right. Okay, so I don't see that they're going to be doing some crazy mumbo-jumbo that's not good for me. He looks at you very sternly, and his two paladin understudies come up behind you, forming a sort of triangle around you, and he screws his face up a little bit and says, Why would you lie to me now, son? We know that you killed him. It is you she put the whammy on. No, it is, it is you that was charmed. You then that I'll... was touched by the demon. Okay, then I'll just admit at that point that I lied because I'm regularly brought in because people think I'm touched by demons. You I try to sell that, but at this point, they are right, right, okay. distrustful of you because right, you right, are right. a liar. Right, right, yeah. See, so I you knew I shouldn't have lied. one on the failure track. No, I shouldn't have lied. <laughs> okay, it is Ben's turn. Hmm, well, this is interesting. As you walk away from the feast, you see a couple of guards reenacting your reenactment to <laughs> other guards as the myth spreads. So all Sten can think of to do is to, in terms of pointing a finger at someone who did it, he is not knowledgeable enough about the high-class politics to know about masters of such-and-such such very much. But if he encounters these, these guards reenacting the scene, he might interject and try to point out the, uh, the branches coming out of the, the bear, the dead druid with the bark around her, and try to point uh, the finger at druidic magic of some sort. Okay. 
you... That'd be a persuasion? It could be a persuasion or an investigate, whichever one you want to I guess let's go with investigate. That seems like more what I'm trying to do. Because you're sort of explaining the crime scene to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no! A one. Not a natural one, but a one. Oh, good. Look, I'm not a natural detective, okay? It's not that you're particularly bad at explaining what's going on. It's mostly that they're just too engrossed with the tail, and getting close to the bear is a little difficult now that they are sort of crowded around it. <laughs> Speaking of which, the king has been removed from this room, so they're not being, they're not like goofily jockeying around a stuffed bear while Probably the king lies best. dead in the other corner. He is resting somewhere respectfully as they goof around. Guys, could you look at the guys. Yeah, it doesn't work too well. <laughs> Stand tried. Okay, Galena. Okay. What else can I... How are the, uh, how are those shroom people doing? After about an hour, they begin to recover their faculties, and the fat cook with the cleaver begins to break down and cry as he remembers that he is... Well, all of them begin to freak out visibly as they remember that they have murdered some folk that they knew. Okay, forgive me if, if I completely missed this, but do we know where the shroom mushrooms came from? That's a good question. You could roll a nature to get the origin of these mushrooms and perhaps link I, them to someone. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking that and also ask them and talk to them about any weird things that have happened and how the mushrooms appeared on them or like if they touched anything weird or... So I'm going to roll nature to figure out more about the mushrooms right now. And you can toss off the next one to someone else if you want. I also wanted to talk to them, just like ask them more about what they were doing before all the weirdness went down. See if I can figure out if it was the tree lady or something else. What would they say to that? That would be a whole action to do it because right now they're blubbering inconsolable messes. Oh, would calming them down be an action? Just not the action of talking to them, but the action of starting to calm them down? What, I, what I'm saying is mechanically you're either ascertaining the origin of the mushrooms or talking to them and getting information out. Oh, okay. Well, I guess since I just rolled nature, I could just do the nature roll mushroom. Galena rolls an 8 on nature. You know that they are underground mushrooms, but beyond that, you can't really tell. You can tell that they are a very specific strain, but you don't know which one. Okay. I guess setting up for my next turn, I'll start to try to calm them down. <laughs> Maybe start playing something on my handpipes. Alright, Eden. Oh boy. Could I try to seduce the Arbiter? <laughs> sure. No, I'm not going to do that. That would be way out of character. True. You can Evidence. pick up at the end of Galena's thing, because this skills challenge might be over before it gets back to her, because you are one away from ending the night in not complete failure, but relative failure. This also might be a time to bust out your... Okay, out of character. This is a good time to bust out your inspiration, guys. Also, Eden, you have the ability that makes you just randomly be able to roll advantage on something, because fate intervenes. Remind me what that's called again? It's Tide of Chaos. Tide of Chaos. Tide of Chaos. So wait, I feel like based on what I see here on the little chart you've drawn, I, it looks like I might succeed, but is this a situation where if one of us fails, all of us fail? You succeed or fail as a group. Okay. Uh, Mark, I don't remember what the evidence you brought back from Kite is. It's the notes, the research notes, the basin that the things were burned in, the ash. So you could even try to recreate the notes or repair them with your magic. I don't know. That is a thing you could spend time on doing. But the thing is, Tide of Chaos doesn't only work for magic. It works right. for anything. So you can be trying to do a backflip and Tide of Chaos it. 
All right, I'm going to approach Master Arbiter and try to explain to him the evidence that we have from Kite involving the research notes that we found. I guess it was either earlier in this day or maybe the previous day. At this point, it's all kind of blurring together. Right. I believe Mr. Stadler has that, but I can have it brought up. Wonderful. I'm going to sit with Master Arbiter, use MEND to try to get uh, this paperwork into the best shape that I can, hoping that we'll find something useful in there that will give us a clue as to what's going on and make the rest of us look not guilty. You're pretty close to failing. Do you want to bust out your inspiration or Tide of Chaos? You know what? Let's do it. Let's Tide of Chaos this. Oh my god, first time using it. Can't wait for it. So roll an Arcana at advantage. All right. 22. And that succeeds with flying colors. Boom! The bowl of ash with some covering on it over the period of the night when Eden is not doing other things. She is tirelessly forming it together. At some point, one of the random soldiers opens the window and a breeze comes in, blowing ash every which way. In the midst of panic, Eden throws out her arms. All the ash freezes in the air and is brought back to the bowl and begins to form into pages again. The guard is given a stern lecture and made to leave. You are able to form a great many pages that definitely implicate, if nothing else, the Ember Sun being involved in the recent attacks. Cool. You guys are now off the hook, as they do not believe that your group is involved in this anymore, but they still have suspicions that Eden's father is, mayhaps, even by negligence, involved. Well, when it comes to negligence, he'll just have to prove himself innocent, because we can't show how much work he's been doing. So is the skills check over? It can be, if you guys are done investigating. I feel like Elena would want to talk to Eden about her dad, because she can see that Eden is very distressed that her dad is a suspect. Like, she doesn't really, really care about these people, or at least she wants to appear that she doesn't care about these people, but she does approach Eden and say, is there anything I can do to help you clear your dad's name, if you are so certain that he is innocent? I appreciate it, but... At this point, I feel like all we can do is show the evidence that we have and make them understand that somebody else is at fault. I mean, there's certainly no evidence pointing him to this, at least not that I'm aware of. Everything that I've heard so far just points to the fact that there are people here in power who don't like him and are just trying to shove the blame on him. So we've cleared ourselves if we wanted to. We can just stop now, right? I mean, yes. father would you be guys can stop and leave. So what happens if we try one more time and we fail? I mean, we're still cleared. It's just it didn't it work out. It ends for the day. skill challenge, yes. Okay. So when Galena asks if, you know, we have any more evidence, I suddenly remember, I'm like, oh, Namtar, Uncle Nami, he can give testimony, complete testimony that he was on the Amber Sunship. You know, he was in the sewers, that this was clearly someone doing things. That it'll, it'll help support the notebook that she mended. Oh, good point. I hope that he, um, I don't know, he seems a little out of it sometimes, but... That's because we put beeswax in his ears so he wouldn't turn. Oh, I I know. I'm sure his memory's fine. Yeah, I think we should definitely he, talk he, to him. He even identified the ship before we left the docks. Right. I mean, with any hope, once he tells that, it's just a matter of your father trying to prove that he's not working with Amber Sun, anything else like that. Or if there was someone else who worked with Amber Sun. Where's Alana at, at this time? Oh, dang. <laughs> Right. She is, uh, wait, no, last time I t asked her, do you want to make a run for it? She said, yes, jumped off of me and ran away. Well, James, um, do we know where Alana is? 
at the end of the fight, because she jumped off your neck during the fight and was going to go flank the archer, but right before she jumped up and turned into something else, Eden thunderwaved the archer, killing her. So you saw a mouse on the ground. I'm going to say in retrospect, since you have been captured, that Alana has left. Oh, she's completely gone? Yes, she ran out. Darn. Dude, I can't believe she would abandon me like that. Well, you have been searched. It would have been bad to find a, a mouse sitting on your shoulder. Sentient mouse on you. Well, yeah, that would suck. But is there like a dark corner or something she could hide in and not be noticed? She could have been Maybe. telling us. You haven't seen her though. Well, okay. So I'll just make the point to Eden and the rest of them. Like, well, I think we're safe for now. You know, they don't suspect us. I mean, I don't know if it'd be enough, but the, yeah, the angle with Namtar should help your dad. But if they still suspect him, it'd just be a matter of trying to prove he was not related to all that. Beyond that, I don't. I can't think of any other ideas. I'm willing to try whatever it is we have to do, so let's do it. And if I can ask out of character really quick, James, what was it that Gray Fox said he was doing before he showed up at the start of the previous game? He, was... he just said he had some stuff to take care of, right? No, no, he, he gave a specific example of something he was doing. Right. When he left, he said he just had some stuff to take care of. When he came back, he said, I was checking out one of the Endicott warehouses and most of the people in it were dead, but the people who were alive were bitten and were told that if they wanted to stay alive, they would work for the Amber Sun. Okay, that, that, was, that was something I was trying to remember. Okay, thanks. And then I guess he, since he had told me he had told me that when, we, when I first found him, when he jumped over the wall, I'll also relate that to the rest of the party because that's something important they would need to know. Ooh. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah, we've been waiting yeah, on you, bro. sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'll then I'll, I'll look to Eden. I'll say, do you want to try and clear your dad's name? I mean, we can try, but I don't think we'll have many more chances if we fail. Yes, <laughs> I would very, very much like to clear his name. Okay, geez, I have no other great ideas other than to retrieve Namtar. That sounds like a great idea. So, yeah, dude, that's uh, an awesome idea. Well, I mean, you know, they might try and say it's not enough, but I'll, I'll get Namtar and have him make his case that he, he was being held in the Amber Sun ship and tell his story. And sounds I like a persuade use... check. I mean, it might simultaneously be to get them to not kill him, and then also to get Namtar to trust the very distrustful soldiers and paladins. Oh my god. All right. Sure. Okay. It's a persuasion check. No pressure. Persuasion check through a minefield when they already don't trust me because I lied. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell them I'd like to get a witness who can verify all the, just everything we've said, and I'll bring Namtar to Ulrich's office, and I will roll persuasion. Uh, I'm going to use my inspiration to roll advantage cool. uh, persuasion, and I got a 22. Which is a good thing, because you would have not succeeded otherwise. Oh, really? Oh, I see. It would have been an 11. I just thought the difficulty he was setting in his head. Never mind, forget it. Oh, okay. No, the difficulty is 13. Oh, okay. Yeesh goes down to the constabulary offices, and Kite has hidden Namtar in the back of one of the jail cells behind a bunch of other people. But you are able to convince both Kite and Namtar and the soldiers to bring him up to Arbiter Ulrich's office to plead his case. And they are leery at first when they find out that he is not only a citizen of a foreign country brought in with plague, but a orc, full blood. They see his age, they hear your arguments, and they hear his statements that he was brought over on a ship and infected with this by agents outside the country. And they are not entirely convinced, but their arguments seem hollow and foolish now, even to them. It is Sten's turn. 
Oh man, Sten is having trouble thinking of anything to add to the proceedings here. Any tips, anyone? Can we give suggestions? I feel like we've... Try not to think so linearly, like evidence equals role. I mean, you guys have a lot of stuff still. You've got all the silver instruments, all the music. You've got a ship out there that you convince them to go check out. And that's only if you're going for evidence. If you're just trying to go for personal charm or trying to convince your good friend Foodie, who is now awake and no longer catatonic, that he should vouch for you because you're both foodies, like, (laughs) you can think outside the box. Well, I mean, but we're already cleared, right? Well, if you'll recall, the High Cleric said, these guys normally decide this, you know, it only matters what the king thinks, but now there's only the council. So it's just going to be a vote now. Because I thought we were only trying to convince Ulrich, not necessarily the council. There are still all the other masters of their various offices. Oh, well, okay. That you can convince to do vote one way or the other. If Ulrich comes out and declares that this trial is over because he is the high presiding person now, but it seems like he is the most difficult to convince. I mean, yeah, I suppose uh, something to add would be the boat, the location of the boat that Namtar pointed us to. That's a thing. Yeah, what do you think Sten would do? I mean, I guess realistically in this situation, I feel like Sten wouldn't be dealing with the, other than like the the random guards and such, he wouldn't be the one to be speaking up to like the nobles. But I feel like I've exhausted my avenues with them, at least that I can think of. That's that's kind Um, of why I was thinking specifically about Mr. Foodie, random guy. He felt a connection with him. But uh, I, <laughs> yes, but I don't know how food ties into our innocence exactly. Oh, I, oh, right. I guess that we. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I maybe I, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of obvious that the food was poisoned. I don't think that's any revelation, right? Like everyone has that. Well, I think what we can do now, besides trying to convince Ulrich, is to speak to the people on the council, who would then make a case to Ulrich that her dad is not responsible because like James just said Ulrich now is now taking the place of king of the king and in, in making this decision um so we could either directly prove he's innocent to Ulrich or try and work on an angle with the council who will then make the case to Ulrich is that correct yeah and okay. you've also sort of ignored the ambassador who probably also has some sway and she saw everything and she saw everything was literally just enjoying the show the whole time which is kind of freaky and odd. morbid. Yeah, a little odd. But you know what? Um, I guess that's just her culture, maybe? Question mark? That's a weird, weird culture. You guys might want to ask about her at some point, too. Just in general. Instead of assuming she's a weird foreigner. And that's, you know, explains everything. And we also know that the High Cleric is on our side already. I don't know if he would be able to help sway anybody. What is the condition for us being done? I guess that's what I'm a little confused by. Okay, so you are aiming in the general direction of Eden's dad not being accused of anything. And that can also be interpreted as somebody else being accused for that thing. Because if you attach deeds to the hobgoblins, they were thinking that he was doing it because he's attached to the elves, in theory. Big air quotes. So if you're like, yo, you think that these people did it and that's why you're mad, but he's clearly not even affiliated to the people who actually did it. I mean, there are lots of different ways for you to move in that direction. You just need to move in that direction nine times to get the best result. I mean, I can think of like all these sorts of like random little bits of evidence. I mean, one thing could be Sten could bring up the elf we killed in the uh, wherever that was, the alleyway that was wearing like artificial replica clothing sort of things. Right. Yeah, can we call that a persuasion to bring up the the fake clothing and the brand? Sure. Okay. You bring him some food. Natural twenty. Yeah, you brought him some food. <laughs> sure, I bring him some food. Recovering in his quarters, Nemerian of the Second Order comes to to the smell of roasted chicken and a couple of little untainted pastries. 
Yeah, I mean, the, uh, uh, most of the cooks are asleep, so just raid the kitchen. Oh, a good orc. Uh, thank you for the food. I was, I got very sleepy after last meal, you know. Of course, the, sir. This this the, stuff the should be. The food coma. Yes, yes. I know how it is. This stuff should uh shouldn't put you out quite as severely. Um, so you are convincing him to bring these things to Arbiter Ulrich's attention. Yeah, and to mention the brand, the issue of the brand with the elf corpse, and, and I add to him where we found her, um, and the fact that she was wearing clothing that didn't seem authentic. Oh, you, uh, you, just, you mean that this uh, Count Milan is in trouble, and this is related to him? We must report this to Arbiter Ulrich at once. Uh, thank you, sir. I, I mean, right after I finish this, but yeah, yes, yes, at once, we should do that. Hmm. Take your time, within reason. Actually, Stan's going to go ahead and venture a bite as well, because he's hungry at this point. <laughs> you get yourself a nice meal at the same time, and you guys bond. You guys are bros about this. About food. Yep, about foods. Namirian of the Second Order brings this news to Arbiter Ulrich's attention that casts even more doubt on the fact that this was an entirely elven operation in consort with a single Master of Health letting them into the city. We need one more, guys. Can Galena join in with the eating? She's hungry. Yes. Galena quietly walks up to them while they're eating and reaches out and grabs some food and puts it in her mouth and just watches them with wide eyes. Are you popping a squat right in front of them? Sure, yeah. Like, just awkwardly join them and watch them. <laughs> the Miriam looks at you and attempts the conversation a couple times, mostly just being like, you know, how, every, how are the holds these days? Dark, every time he... Every time he asks her something, her mouth's full, and she does that awkward, quickly tries to chew what she's eating, and, and then adds to the small talk. So much small talk. All right, one more, guys, and it is up to Galena. No pressure. Wait, wait, it's my turn. Okay, I, I get that. Let's see. I'm sort of drawing a blank for what needs to be done. So can, can I have a, a recap of sort of what uh, Sten and the guy I'm eating with are discussing? They have proof that there's more hobgoblin involvement with this matter than it is actually than actual just elves and they think that because of eden's father's gets along well with elves so they think it's an elf matter like his wife is an elf which you didn't know where if we're the more we can prove it's hobgoblin rather than just elf it really casts doubt on the idea that he was involved at the very least specifically so the elf corpse they brought in was dressed in falsified clothes like a costume rather than actual elven armor and also had a magically hidden slaves brand from the empire and he basically extended me the kiss and i'm hearing to explain this to ulrich so it's another piece that pushes against the idea that her father's accountable the only thing that galena would think to do is well she was going to talk to the hobgoblin she rescued the one that she healed. She wants mm. to do that. Okay, cool. And I guess also either him or the creepy lady that kept staring at her while she was healing him. Is that Key or is that somebody else? That was Quee, yeah. Or Quee. Yeah, I don't think getting her involved, I definitely don't think would be a bad thing. I think either of those are good ideas. Okay, so you step into one of the many small rooms that have been temporarily repurposed as an infirmary and you find your previous patient along with Kui sitting next to him sort of stroking his head okay Galena's eyes sort of twitch when she sees the woman stroking his head she's just like so uh were you gonna help him out at some point or what, what was what were you gonna do to help him I know nothing about medical matters he was poisoned I would have called for a priest in some time. 
before or after he died? Before. I was going to call for the high priest, but then I saw you running over. I was curious what would happen. Alright then. It turned out he was asleep anyway, so it turned out well. Asleep, yes. That's what happened. So are you going in solo Amano, or are you bringing backup? I would like someone to help me. Like, I feel like Galena would bumble her way through. Like, she probably would... Let's see, what would she do? She would probably straight up ask them if they know who killed the king. She would say, hey, what do you know about this? And I don't think that's very wise. It might be a good idea if someone came in and helped her. <laughs> I think that's an excellent plan. Yeah. She... Yeah. Legitimately. Um, so Galena walks in and she has that conversation with Key, whose name she probably doesn't remember, and then turns to the hobgoblin that she helped. Did he introduce himself to her? I forget. Does she know his name? He did not. He was foaming at the mouth and eyes rolled back when you yeah. first started being face-to-face, -face, be and then when yeah. you stopped being face-to-face, -face, he was passed out from poison. Okay, so she turns to him and says, how are you feeling now? He looks up, looks away, and says, very weak. Do you still feel sick? Does Galena notice anything about him that means that he might still need attention, like medical care? He appears to be on the mend, but Kui is leaning in close to you now that you are bedside, and you catch her sniffing your elbow ever so slightly before sitting back up. Does that smell good to you? What, what What's up? You smell like the sea. Hmm, yeah. She kind of looks up at the sky, reminiscing, or the ceiling. <laughs> the ceiling sky. So pretty. The ceiling. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so are you going to ask the thing you were going to ask? Yeah, I'll just kind of, you know, if nobody's going to come in and make sure that I don't screw anything up, I'll just kind of blurt out, so what do you guys know about this? What do you guys think? Who killed the king? Or what do you think about the where animal stuff that's going down? The merchant will continue to look away from you, but Kui will say, was it not obvious? There was a demon in the room. He possessed one of your compatriots' friends, and he killed the king. Then they disappeared. That was not obvious to me. I didn't really see any demons. Um, oh, is it not obvious? I should tell someone. Yeah, I think maybe you should. Do you know Do you know anything? I mean, I wouldn't know. I don't really have a lot of experience in this, but do you know anything about who the demon was working for? I Was it a hobgoblin demon? I mean, excuse me, I don't really... I'm just a young dwarf who's new to this part Roll of town. Roll persuasion. So. Okay, I'll do, do not that. horribly offend the ambassador. Whoa. <laughs> so Galena rolled a 22 persuasion. Kui, her face darkens for a moment when you say, are demons involved in the Empire? But then it fades over her face and her pleasant, semi-vapid smile comes back and she says, No, there are only angels among our pantheon, but I do believe you're correct. I should inform Arbiter Ulrich of the importance of understanding that this was in fact an outside force. Please, because I think my new friend's family is in trouble based on some misinformation. Okay. You are all separated in the keep, doing your thing, desperately trying to get Eden's dad off the hook when messengers reach all of you separately, telling you that due to new and irrefutable evidence, the Count Milan has been released from custody. Woo! Quite you are all free to go. Cool. We are going to cut away from you guys for a moment. A new person. Winter, are you there? I am. Oh my god, that took so long. <laughs> <laughs> So sorry. <laughs> so we are going to cut to winter 
a elven woman prowls the streets of Obelik, looking at trees and various shrubbery cut into various shapes that have meaning only to her, the messages in Druidic informing her of the residence of the Vlovale Coalition's spy in Obelik. This young druid seeks Alana Ash. Describe yourself, Winter. <laughs> well, say hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Winter, and I will be playing the elf druid, Sariel. Sariel has just come as quickly as she could to the city. She is currently wearing hides, and her hair is just kind of a light brown mess around her face. She is pale in complexion, and if you were to get very close to her, she would smell faintly of earth, maybe campfires. Are you currently in an animal form, or are you... Walking the streets, all hide armored up, looking suspicious. Hmm, let's go with an animal form? Is that something that I should cast for? No, you you probably would have already been in it. Then I am currently in the form of a squirrel. I like that choice. A red squirrel scampers along rooftops and finds the Milan estate. The vicious pruning which many of the roses have received, the plants ever so faintly call out to you in pain, but it's not overly distracting. You are sitting in a tree branch when you see a mouse scurry under the wall and turn into a tall, pale woman that hurries across the garden. I would move to try keep pace with her, ideally get ahead of her, or land on her shoulder. <laughs> Roll an acrobatics check, because I like that last one. There we go. I rolled a 16 in acrobatics. And that's enough. A red squirrel lands on Alana Ash's shoulder as she starts and yells and flails at you for a moment before realizing it is you and turning very quickly away from the house deeper into the garden. She hisses at you. You took too long. Where are the rest of them? I asked for a whole team. I was the only one that was sent. I was supposed to come and uh, get some more information on the situation, confirm what's going on, what's happened. Those words were very difficult to pull off in, in Squirrel, but you did it. And she <laughs> oh, understands. Shit. She knows how to squeak, speak with animals. Squeak. It's all good. Squeak, 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 The Ashbound are moving against us. We need more of us here as soon as possible. And we need to... She pauses and looks at you and says... Squeak, squeak, squeaking. <laughs> squeaking. Yeah. She'll look to you and say, I have to go back. What is, what is your name again? Sario. Sario. I don't recognize the name. Are you? How long have you been in the Order? I've only been with the Order around 23 years. What? Not only do they not send me a team, they send me somebody new. Sorry. Okay, so... I am confused! Surprise! This is your new assignment. I need you to go to the keep in the center of this town. Keep a low profile. There's a woman there with red hair, a little bit of freckles. Very pretty. Her name is Eden. Say you know me. Say we're friends. Tell her about the Ashbound. I need to go back because I'm afraid they've infiltrated our organization. Because there's no way they would have just sent you if they'd gotten my full message. There must have been them who got the message. I understand. Trusting you to not be one of them. <laughs> because I assume that they would have sent someone like you, hoping that you would die. Don't die, okay? I will do my best not to die. Alright. This house, the woman here, she's very nice. She knows about us. She will keep you a safe home. Again, just give her my name and you'll be okay. Now go. Also, your fur looks lovely. Thank, thank you. Uh, maintaining squirrel form, I, I guess I would move back into the trees. 
Seems reasonable. You get up and hop over the wall through the trees. As you are running down the street or the roofs, you see in the distance about 10 minutes later an owl fly over your head, hoot at you, and then fly off north towards the Blowvale forests. We are back to you guys. All things are getting juicy now. I mean, not that they weren't already. So, uh, do any of you play any instruments? As Galena drops this awkward line, now that you are together <laughs> in a room, <laughs> the door opens and Abaddon steps through with his signature slight limp and looks at Eden. Really happy, really mad, then really happy again, and then confused, and then he just comes in and gives you a hug. Aw, I'm very like, happy to see him too. I told you to leave, but I'm glad you stayed. I heard that you've exonerated me. Well, it wasn't just me. I had a lot of help from some new friends that I made very recently, so they deserve a lot of the credit. He steps back and puts a palm to one eye, wiping it back really hard, composes himself, and shakes everybody's hands, ending with Guiche, and very, very grudgingly putting his hand out slow, and... Guiche doesn't shake his hand, he just nods his head a little bit, and that's it. He puts back, he nods, narrowing his eyes a little bit, understanding. Where is, where is Grey Fox? Oh, goodness. Yeah, about that. Yeah, I don't know if we'll be seeing much of him anymore. He... Is he the one who killed Terrence? Is he the one who killed my friend? No, I don't think so. And then she's going to just quickly explain to him what she saw at at the end of the battle and how he disappeared. Goodness. I can't believe King is dead. He was generally the only person holding us together and stopping us from stopping this country from destroying itself, throwing itself against the forest. Something tells me that is probably why he was targeted. And as sour as he was, I'm starting to miss him too. And wait, hang on, out of character, do we know that Gage is the one who, uh, we know that he was under a spell, but are we aware that Gage is the one who, who killed Count Sutcliffe? Remind me, Gage, did you tell anybody but Fox? I told Fox, and I admitted three paladins confronted me and said that they were. Ah, yes. Oh, we so do it's pretty much only a matter of time until Abaddon knows. Okay, Eden, continue. Sorry. If Eden knows that Gage is the one who did it, she's going to keep her mouth shut. Your father nods to you and says, I, I'm going to go home and see your mother. I hope you will join me. It'll be morning in a few hours, and I would hate for you to miss breakfast. He steps out the door with an entourage of four soldiers. Ooh. So what are you guys up to? He's you super cool kids. Can we take a nap now? Yeah, I was going to say, literally could use a really good rest. Gotta restore good. that HP. I have a song for that. So uh, does anyone play any instruments? <laughs> Not myself. She I'm really gonna... wants to know. Do I have? Do we have our equipment? Do I have my equipment back? Yes, you have all been rearmed and given your stuff. I just quietly... At least what you brought. So most of you are just fancily dressed. Quietly point my thumb at Eden to suggest that she plays an instrument. And I tell her, I'm going to try and make myself more scarce. I don't know if we need to keep investigating. I feel like we've given Ulrich and the constabulary enough that we've kind of blown this open. He's going to learn eventually that it was me that killed Sutcliffe. So probably better if I'm not nearby. But play up that I helped you guys. Clear his name that might help. Keish, was that you ominously saying you were running away forever? Or was that I was just interpreting that differently than it should have been? Not ominously running away, but he's like not sure what to do now. He's attached to these people, but he's at the very least probably going to ask Stan if he can crash at his place again, because both he and Stan are at 7 HP. <laughs> yeah. 
Who knows, you might get attacked on the walk home. You might want to rest now. Is there, do we have a place to rest here? Yeah, you could have applied first aid while you were doing all of this sleuthing. I'm probably, once we say our goodbyes, I probably will head home and number one, sleep, and number two, make sure my parents know that I'm not dead and that I'm not going to disappear every time I say that I'm going to go home. <laughs> Galena sort of looks around and says, did somebody mention something about a boat earlier? Oh yes, yet another layer to this many-layered tale. Well, then I guess I'm applying first aid as we're talking, and I see I have so little supplies, i.e. one hit die, and I'm like, oh god, I really need sleep. Elena, are you going to help these poor schmoes who are so bad at stitching up things? Where are we? Like, what are we doing? Where is our location right now? I want to kind of know what the scene is right now. Where did you guys reconnoiter? Are you in the courtyard with all the camp? Are you in Kite's office? Are you in the Master of Health's office? Where did you guys decide to meet up once this all was over? I imagine we're in the courtyard or maybe near Kite's office. I was going to say, Kite's office is our standard meeting point, but we always <laughs> yeah, seem sure to end up there. Said. It's a little crowded in there now, but Kite actually just leaves it to you and says, you know, you guys deserve some privacy and nods and takes Nami off in another direction. Poor, poor Nanny. And Galena has all of her, her gear back now, right? Yep. Okay, she's probably pulled out her beloved lute and starts strumming it and smiling at it. Starts playing a little tune, and while everyone's patching themselves up, she'll look up and make a face and sort of wrinkle her nose and say, what, what are you doing? No, you don't want to use that sort of gauze. Um, use the cotton one, then go back to playing. Then we'll take her direction. Through the power of judgment, Galena so, makes anybody who spins a hit die get an additional 1d6 HP. Excellent, excellent. Her advice, Eight, in two. fact, it makes your self-medication more effective. Cool. Well, I thank you. That worked really well. Galena right. sort of grunts. <laughs> Where are you guys going tonight? Is everybody just bouncing back home, trying to get home before the sun rises? I'm going home. To the place where I belong. Galena. Yes. Daughtry, anybody? Does anybody know where the nearest inn is? Oh, uh, it's um on the corner The climbing vine. Of... The skyward vine, sorry. Uh, good old skyward vine. Uh, well, we know about a skyward vine. Unless anyone else has a nicer accommodations, I'm going to go back to my room. Galena uh, slings her loot over her shoulder and starts heading towards the inn. So what happened to your band as I see she's like heading toward the gate? They died. My band? Yeah. Oh, you mean the people at the party? The other musicians? Yeah. I have no idea. It was my first time meeting them. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. I guess they're um, not getting paid either. Oh, no! You do, you do get paid now. Yeah, because we oh, did I a do? bunch of investigation. Yes. Oh, money, wait, money, money, can money. Some, can someone just come in and say, hey, here's your money? <laughs> a young functionary comes in and says, Hey, uh, is uh, there a Galena in here? <laughs> Why? What do you want? He takes a little quill to a piece of paper and checks it and throws you a little pouch. This Sweet. may not have been the full time, but you still get paid. Awesome. I comment to right. Sten. I think we get paid for all the investigation, right? Don't we? I mean, he gave us a bunch of money the first time. I think I we probably so. will get paid for bringing in Namtar and probably clearing, you know, Eden's dad's name. Probably. It's worth a shot. As you leave Kite's office and bring it up with him, he says, I wouldn't bring it up tonight. Right, yeah, I agree, of course. It kind of gauche, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of a sore subject. 
I would definitely recommend coming in in less fancy clothes tomorrow, Stan. Any winks. Morning, you know? Understood. All right, well, so you guys are all headed back to your respective abodes? I guess You're not I'm having a sleepover at Eden's or anything? Unless she's offering, I'm not going to like, you know, that's nice there, but. After what you helped wonderful me do today, bath. or after rather what I helped you do today, I'm pretty sure you would be welcome at our home anytime. Oh, excellent. Then I will definitely stay there because that bath is wonderful. The real and question def- is, does Molly know that you live in a hovel or does she think you live in like a townhouse? <laughs> I feel like she would know that I live in a hovel. Whatever. Molly, Eden. Uh, I, um, I, I'm I, pretty sure. Didn't we talk in like episode one or two? Did we talk about we did. Um, where where we all live? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's kind oh, of. Yeah, we definitely yeah, did. So yeah. Eden knows that Sten lives in the in the Narrows and that yeah. he's just staying with him. So are you inviting us then? Absolutely. Excellent. Galena's probably still walking away because she doesn't think she's really a part of the group. She just thinks she just ended up helping them that night. So unless someone just. I'll turn and shout at her. I'll turn and shout, hey, hey, Galena, you're you're also welcome to come with us if if you'd like. I mean, you know, no pressure or anything. Do you have cakes? Oh, well, we have pretty much anything you could ever want. And if we don't, I'm sure someone can make it for you. Oh, cool. I like things that I want. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I like things that I want, too. Right. So you play an instrument? Well, not amazingly, but yes. Hmm, Don't be modest. I'm sure it's fine. Jam sesh. I comment to Sten, do you think it's a good idea if I stay there? Because, you know, I, I was responsible for it's a Cliff's death. Personally, I wouldn't really look gift horse in the mouth here. It's a really nice place to stay. I can't imagine it'll make you look any worse. Won't look like you're running, that's for sure. I guess I'll just be ready to jump out a window. Someone storms into a room, brandishing. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out for you. Seems reasonable. I reluctantly go with the party, even though this guy is probably going to be mad that I killed his best friend. I mean, it's not any worse than staying. They, they, they can figure out where I live. So if you're going to stay anywhere, might as well stay here. The four of you walk down the cobbled streets into Sutter's Walk, walking past one mansion after another, talking together, kind of giddy laughter, peeling through the extremely early morning. None of you noticing the small squirrel that has been tailing you from the keep. Tailing? Ha ha ha. R r r r Also, it- congratulations, you leveled up. Ding. Oh, how exciting. <gasps> Yes, yes I can get more now. badass spells, be badass bard. Oh, yes. With that, our heroes exit the keep free and clear, with their chins held high, but many questions still remain. Will Sten's performance skills become an alternative to his already established hitting people in the face skills? Will Eden use her general repairing abilities to open a print shop? Will Abaddon be upset when Gage returns the fancy threads? Will Galena's know-how with mushrooms help the party at their next luncheon? Will Sariel find a way to drop in on our heroes? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes.